by being part of a group, by being part of being cheered on and supported, you do the work. You know, if yeah. you pay for something, you do the work. Welcome to the Openly Spoken Podcast, where we talk about the real and raw messy middle of business and life transitions. I'm your host, Celia, and I'm a spiritual healer and strategist for entrepreneurs. Today, you get to drop into a conversation I had with Claire Palm this past summer. Claire is a mindset and success coach who helps unfulfilled, frustrated, unhappy corporate women figure out their purpose and create success on their own terms. Claire used to be a stylist, but she felt something was missing in how she was helping clients. So in this conversation, she was really open and honest about her journey into coaching and how she's establishing herself. We also talked about the pressures of social media, investing in yourself, and we even continued our conversation after we stopped recording. So that was fun. Uh, This episode was recorded on Zoom on opposite sides of the earth. So I had to cut a few parts out because we had some glitches, but there are a couple of them still in there that I left just to not cut out uh, the juicy parts of the conversation. But I still think you'll enjoy it, especially if you're transitioning into a new career or new industry. And in listening back, I think it would be fun to have Claire as a guest again in the future so that we can check in so that we can check in with her and how her business is unfolding. I've been going through your Instagram feed and I just love your energy. So I'm really excited to talk with you today. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So for people listening, uh, do you want to give a little intro about who you are and what you're all about? Yeah, sure. Um, Well, I'm Claire. Um, My name is Claire Proum, but obviously nobody can pronounce it properly. So I just stick to Claire usually. And my um, background has been in styling so my business is called love to style but now i've got this facebook group and i'm really emphasizing on love to style your life because it's evolving with me as i'm becoming a you know i'm certified coach now so that's how it is really it's love to style your life but really it's yeah it's false <laughs> <laughs> i love that it's like a unique uh perspective to thinking of styling in the first place that it's not just clothes yeah, I think that's yeah, really I mean, that's that's how it's got frustrated. I got some frustration from it because obviously styling was great, but I felt like mm. I was leaving my ladies without the confidence and without you know the extra bits that coaching mm. provides. So yeah. now it's feel like a more well, a more global thing, you know, in somebody's life. It's not just make them feel good in one way it's just make them feel good with their um, image as well as their um, inside yeah <laughs> so inside and out now yeah that's, more, that's what I've been searching for I was I was really frustrated actually for a while thinking it's not enough what am I doing wrong and and this and that but I'm sure we're gonna go in depth in those kind of things later so yeah <laughs> yeah with your with your clients you felt like you weren't completely serving them by only focusing on the image is that what you mean yeah I think most women I mean I'm not sure if you're one of them but most women even if they are gorgeous if they are slim if they have the perfect body to most people there's still something that they're not happy with and it's the most ridiculous thing you hear you know and Mm -hmm. my knees I had 
oh my eyes and I'm like you've got beautiful blue eyes you know what's wrong with you and there is something that maybe someone has told them or made a remark or you've got this or that yeah. and, and it's progressed in this snowball effect really and I was like well nobody's really always feeling 100% confident so you know what it is you know and and the work has been reading more things podcasts read you know listening to things and I, I don't remember if I told you how I decided to become a coach or not um but do you want let's me to share it that yeah let's share it let's share that story I want yeah. to hear it. <laughs> so I I became a stylist a long time ago in 2008 and but well, it's called image consultant. The, the qualification, I, the training I did was okay. image consultant because it's involving learning about the color. So what color suits people? And that world of color is magical because it makes such a big difference. And you will not believe the amount of people on TV that are wearing their wrong colors. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, it's too bright. Oh no, it's too warm. Oh, it's too cool. Yeah. And I'm famous people, you know. Um, but to the contrary, how people use colors as well, you know, to their advantage, like you've got Trump that always wear red tie because it's power, you've got um, the oh, royal yeah. family in England, they wear a lot of blue because it's trust, mm-hmm. you know, you've got all those subliminal messages mm-hmm. that people might not be aware, but are there for a reason, you know, logos, and so anyway, so yeah, colors, I could speak about that forever. <laughs> um, yeah, so image consultant is one thing, and then so that was 2008, obviously crash in 2009 when I first started really having clients. So I had to find then a job <laughs> um, and I got stuck in that process. So I was doing it on the sideline for so many years. Mm-hmm. And then we did this big family trip. When was it? End of 2018, back 2020. So we went on Southeast Asia and so on. Perfect timing like, to travel right before everything closed. Yeah, we came back <laughs> end of January 2020. And then oh. boom, all of it happened. So we couldn't understand why all the Chinese people um, in Singapore airports were you know, wearing full masks and everything. I know... In Japan and you know Southeast Asia, a lot of people wear masks when they go. Yeah, to I think it's normal there to wear a mask all the time. Yeah, but we were like, "What's going on with this virus? Is it really that bad?" <laughs> There's so many and, people there too. I think China has like the most population out of anyone, any yeah. country in the world. <laughs> yeah, so, so we were like, "Okay, maybe let's buy some masks." I was poorly anyway, but anyway, and so we came back right on time, and I'm vibrating again. I'm such a chatterbox. Anyway, and so when we got back, when we got back, um, obviously we had to find full-time jobs and whatnot. And I was like, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. I I strive for last 10, 15 years on really want, wanting to do what I love. Mm-hmm. And so that was it. And you know, I did some some work, some coaching work, I did some energy work uh, with my sister, who's a Reiki master, and much more than that now. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, and so I was like, you know what, in December, I'm just gonna decide to let go totally. And end of December, I had done, I don't know if you know Female Entrepreneurs Association, it's a bit like Boss Babe. I was like never really believing in myself to do it. I thought you need a degree in psychology. I thought I don't know. I, I just blocked myself basically. So that's yeah my mindset, self-limiting beliefs. <laughs> and yeah, so I decided to become a coach because of all the frustration of feeling stuck and not having you know a fulfilling career really. Yeah, like a deeper impact. Started <laughs> for the mm-hmm. coaching side of things. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said you've been there as well. So I don't know what you meant by that. Yeah. So with, uh, when I just, when I like realized that I want to be a coach, I can kind of relate with the mindset block because my inner voice is telling me I need to be a coach, but then my inner voice is also like scared of being a coach. Cause it's like, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a new thing with yeah. something new. There's always a little bit of fear and, yeah, yeah. um, you just have like this kind of like feels like a huge responsibility to be there for other people so take small steps yeah exactly but sometimes you need to also take the plunge like I generally I was freaking out big time (laughs) when I pressed the button to to join um, the academy I joined for coaching and but then the day before, I listened to Tony Robbins, which I'm sure you probably know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he was like, if you are frightened, well, I can't I can't remember how he said it, but if you're fright, if you if you're frightened, do it anyway. Yeah. And I was like, that's it, you know, that's really a deep calling in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next boss, uh, country manager where I, I used to work, who gave me a book on how to become a coach or how to coach with NLP, I remember now. And so, you know, clearly people have seen things in me that, you know, I, I have not, I have blocked everything mm-hmm. for many years. And now it's time, you know, because I'm, I think sometimes you just have got to evaluate what people are saying positively about yourself and also, you know, think, well, in one year, what is it going to be like if I'm mm-hmm. staying in the exact same position? And mm-hmm. for me, yeah. it was like, oh, God, no. I don't want to live another year and repeat. I've got to take the gamble. Yeah. And that's yeah. it, really. It's not been rosy rosy. I'm not gonna lie. It's difficult when you start something new. Um, but if you feel strongly about it, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. You're already starting with your podcast. You could be the podcast queen <laughs> and coaching queen, you know. <laughs> uh I also feel like I don't know if you could relate to this like with past experience like with you being an image consultant and my past experience with teaching yoga and meditation I like my friends made me realize like you already did you've already done coaching just with a different like it within a different like clothing I guess (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah totally and also I mean I don't know which kind of coaching niche you want to go into but you already got some, is it the healing side? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Spiritual healing, healing. Side, so but for entrepreneurs. Cause I've realized like, uh, I did brand strategy for a year and I realized like, no, there's so many strategies and the only way, you know, which one's going to work for you is if you're aligned with your true self. Like if you don't yeah. do if you don't do the mindset work, you know this. If you don't do the mindset work, you don't like heal whatever you're carrying from the past, then mm. no matter what strategy you you use, it's not going to be 100% effective. Yeah. It's never stopping really. Yeah, I know. It's like it's work healing, that you have you know. to always do. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a great healing coach um, within the clique where I've trained and She's always saying, you know, you constantly try to heal through different experiences you're living. You know, something might bring some pains of some sort and you think, oh, I should, you know, you might think I've dealt with that, but actually suddenly you haven't. And mm-hmm. it's constant, isn't it? It's never ending. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Was, 
you know, it's the joys of life, isn't it? True. You've got to learn all the lessons. Mm-hmm. So, I also wanted to circle back something that you said earlier about when you were a stylist and how like no matter how beautiful any woman is, there's always going to, most times, there's always going to be something. I feel like the fashion industry in general does a really good job at that. And the media in general does a good job at it, like social media. So I feel like there's a lot of like for our listeners who are new and aspiring entrepreneurs they might get on Instagram and see someone else having all this success that they want and they might feel discouraged. So is there any like kind of like a system or a checklist or some sort of like practice you could share for those people? I think it's trying to stay in your lane. I'm not going to say that it's easy every day, Mm -hmm. but yeah, of course I see some sometimes when I see some coaches, you know, I don't have a massive follow amount of followers on LinkedIn nor on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, God, you know, those people have like 30,000 followers. So why would people come to me when they can go to this business coach or this other coach or whatever? Mm. But actually, you've got to think about it a bit differently. And is the, it, the way I see it is, if I start to distract myself with what everybody else is doing, I'm never going to be like authentic and give my message myself. And I mean, it's not always easy. Sometimes, you know, some months, some months, like sometimes of the month, I'm going to rephrase that. You feel a bit like, oh, what I mean. Yeah. Um, You feel a bit like doubtful, isn't it? And it's a part of the cycle, but yeah and you think okay I know I'm having my grumpy days I'm just gonna accept it (laughs) and that's it you know and then the next minute you're like back on track and excited Mm -hmm. about it but yeah not every day is easy and when you see a lot of followers and when you hear because when you become a coach you're gonna find that if you start to name yourself as a coach you are contacted every two minutes by a coach whether it's on LinkedIn they're trying to connect everywhere and I'm like thinking oh my god I was gonna swear then I was like oh my god there's so many coaches you know what am I gonna do (laughs) but actually when you think of your network when you start speaking to people in real life you're like well actually I don't really know another coach in my area that Mm -hmm. does what I'm doing so Mm -hmm. clearly there's obviously worldwide they're all on the same platforms and stuff and they're all trying to sell you something but the people that you want are not coaches. So clearly, you know, you can still reach them. It's like when you start targeting entrepreneurs, you know, you're going to find a lot of people probably targeting the same people. So you're going to get targeted. But it's trying to stay in your lane, isn't it? I mean, yeah. if you get distracted all the time, you're becoming a butterfly. And you know, it's, it's, it's great to find ideas and find great tips from other people that, have, that are more advanced than you. But it's, it's like trying to stay, to accept. I think it's, it's a word. It's to accept that you're in your own chapter, isn't it? Yeah. And we all have our own like unique flair and unique experience of things. Like I've yeah. never met a coach who like focuses on styling your whole life. I think it's really cool. I had a bit of a mini crisis end of July because I, I'm part of this mastermind and is it my, end of July or beginning of August? Well, one or the other. Anyway, and I was um, 
this girl said to me, your message is, is mainly about coaching. What about the styling? And I was like, yeah, I've let down the styling side. And I was like, all these months, I've not been really active on social media. One, I've been ill, the kids have been on holiday, so I've taken some time off in the last week. But I was just thinking, oh, how do I need to twist everything? So it's, it's not just mainly about the style. It's much more than that, you know. It's really on how to get unstuck in your life and find your purpose. So I'm thinking of changing certain things. And it's, it's a work in progress, isn't it? It's like you're trying to always improve, isn't it? Quite mm-hmm. what I've got. So I need to, to make the most of it and not let go completely of the, of the styling because mm-hmm. that's the easy thing to do to just focus on the newbie thing because mm-hmm. I know the styling. But, you know, it's trying to embrace putting everything together properly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah we all have our little mini crisis (laughs) I think too like the crisis comes right before like a big shift comes like yeah if you have a new program that you're about to launch you have a little mini crisis right before (laughs) I think you're right I think that I didn't acknowledge where it was coming from I should I'm not doing maybe everything properly because I'm not combined everything in my messaging but actually Mm -hmm. by thinking back, taking step back and things. I now need to, you know, change things on my website because at the minute it's reflecting mainly on the styling and combine both properly, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think it's a great combination too, because I think at least here in America, I see this a lot and I see it in some of like my family members and friends that when we as women, when we have like a problem or if there was like a breakup or something, a lot of times we lean towards the outside appearance. And I've even done it myself, like in school, always like presenting a uh, presentation or something made me so nervous. So I obsessed over what I was going to wear, how I was going to do my hair, how I was going to do my makeup, but I never ever did any mindset work at that time. So like, I think the combination is great because the outside is never the problem. It's always what's deeper within. (laughs) And in combining the both, like if you have a healthy mindset, of course, like looking good on the outside too is gonna gonna boost that, it's gonna help it. But I think just just the outside part doesn't really help. It kind of it's kind of like a just like a band-aid that covers the problem. (laughs) It's it's a mask, isn't it? It, Yeah, it's like a mask. That's what I meant. Yeah, you you see it with celebrities that are so insecure when they're interviewed, yeah. you know, and you're like, oh my god, she's crumbling for nothing or whatever, and yeah. and you think she's gorgeous, you know, which yeah. kind of message does it give to young women, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think I don't know if I can say that, but I find sometimes with social media and everything, people are focused so much on their appearance. You know, yeah. I have a 14 years old daughter. And it's all about looking good and makeup and this and that. And I'm like, God, you know, we're only going, I don't know, to the supermarket. It must be so hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm thick, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm being a bit extreme, but yeah, I never was like that at 14 yeah. um, because we didn't have social media like yeah. that. Yeah, um, I know. And it, it's not really serving them because 
what about if you're like a few pounds heavier or what about mm. if you don't mm. have a perfectly symmetrical face you know yeah are those people totally feeling like excluded and and you know with the overweight community i mean there's a lot of overweight people in the world yeah. especially in america and england we're like mm -hmm. big countries for that yeah um yeah it's it's quite alarming isn't it that people are so judgmental on the physical aspect yeah um celebrities and people in the spotlight like when you mentioned that i was thinking like yeah. i really hope that there's a coach out there specifically for those people yeah. because imagine if you were an actress like you're constantly judged by what you look like yeah, and, yeah i mean yeah. and they their kind age. of and their age yeah especially as a woman i feel like yeah. as a man like it's not that much like you see like robert de niro who's still like making stuff and um yeah. with women they're kind of like canceled once they're a certain age yeah. past 40 yeah. i was reading in this magazine um nicole kidman obviously she's 50 something now i think she looks really she, good for her age yeah she too. looks brilliant yeah but she must She's be a great walking. actress <laughs> yeah as well so and like Reese Witherspoon you know those women they've started to actually create movies and series because the the work run out you know they created oh, like produce them themselves yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean yes. Reese Witherspoon always been I mean she's been creating movies but Nicole Kidman mm. I think as well like mm. series and stuff because of that yeah which you know it's a bit like in Legally Blonde if it's if it's not if the law is not or whatever she says do you remember oh, i don't remember uh, <laughs> i remember she not... had a pink resume though <laughs> that yeah, was scented, I, I think but you know that positivity it's a that it's dark movies but it's so positive she always bounced back and that's brilliant and mm -hmm. you know i love that and mm -hmm. she um i think she said well if if there is no law about that create a law about it or something like that you know and that's when she started to do this bill and whatever about the dog but um yeah it's like it's almost if there's a need for something create it yourself you know and that's yeah. what they did the movies and series because they didn't want to retire mm -hmm. which i think is just great you know they've embraced and and then joined some more women who were in their 40s 50s you know mm -hmm. but yeah it must be really hard when you're a celebrity well, I'm not there, so I don't, you know, I don't have that problem. It will be. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <At> the age. <laughs> I heard Reese Witherspoon, too, has um, a entertainment company that she just sold for like a billion dollars or something. Oh, so she sold it. So that's, yeah. what, that's what I was meaning, that yeah, she had created. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I think it was a billion or like 900 million, something like that. But it was a lot of money. I was like, you go, yeah. Reese Witherspoon. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. She's done so well for herself. She's so nice, isn't she? She comes across as such a nice yeah. person for celeb, you mm. know, that's famous worldwide. And yeah, love her. Mm. Me too. <laughs> yeah. But you're closer to her than I am. You're in LA, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> LA. Yeah. I have no idea where she lives, though. <laughs> sometimes though in los angeles you can go to like if you're in a certain neighborhood like beverly hills or santa monica you can go to the grocery store and you'll see a celebrity it's wild oh wow yeah yeah that used mm. to happen always when i was younger like when i was growing up now it hasn't really happened because of covid of course yeah yeah <laughs> they're probably more 
protected as well with yeah with more with the social media side yeah probably get bombarded so to kind of change the subject a little bit um i always like to ask this question for people listening since they're new and aspiring entrepreneurs uh what was your first discovery call like well <laughs> it's not that long ago and it lasted for three hours three hours I know. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's meant to last for like 45 minutes, one hour, but we got on so well. And, and yeah, we chatted, chatted, chatted. It was somebody that was going for burnout uh, for okay. work. She works for a bank, I think it's a bank or financial institution to do with laundering money. Anyway, in um, Luxembourg. And okay. Yeah, she just, we had so much connection together, so much in common, and not with the burnout side of it, but the corporate pains and, you know, the process of, yeah, the the, the pressure and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we connected very well. And, but sadly, she, well, sadly, not sadly for her, she had already booked um, a program uh. 10 days before. So she connected uh, with me through the discovery call after listening to my masterclass and she enjoyed it so much. But no regret, you know, because yeah. first of all, she hesitated, which means, you know, it was a good call and, you know, she enjoyed what I was talking about, the program and everything. But, you know, hopefully she'll get better. And if not, she's kind of saying that she will contact me again. So, you know, it's, I, I don't have any regrets about spending you know, three hours. Another call I had, you know, was from the from the first minute. The lady said to me, "I'm I'm I don't have any money. I'm broke. You know, I'm a single man." And you know, my pro- and then we started to develop some ideas about a business idea that she's got and so on. So totally, completely didn't follow the discovery calls kind of structure I've got. I mean, people mm-hmm. are the one that do most of the talking but there's some kind of questions you ask and so on but mm-hmm. didn't follow anything <laughs> but you know again I don't feel bad because she got so much out of it and if she can start a business then I help her you know and maybe yeah. one day mm-hmm. she's saying oh I want to work with Claire you know it's yeah you've got she's to going be... to remember that you took those three hours yeah. to be with you to be yes. with her <laughs> yeah so it's like that, and it? You've got to give and, and think, well, mm-hmm. I learned from it or I felt great about it. You know, that's also a nice exchange because she learned something, but I also felt good about helping her. So, and that's why I started to want to become a coach, you know, is to want to help people. So, yeah. Yeah. But my family are like, well, you're not making money out of those calls. Well, you know, <laughs> but you could be in the but- future. Yeah, but you've yeah. got to make so many calls. You know, it would yeah. be extremely fantastic if every call you have turns out as positive, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's how it went for the first one. When you asked me that question, I was like, she's going to be like having her hair like going ding, <laughs> three hours. Because of three hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. I think a discovery call is also a good chance to like get to know your audience more and know like what is needed. Like for me, every time I I've had a discovery call, I just hear what they're struggling with. And I'm sometimes I'm like, Oh wow. I didn't even think that people would have that. And 
I feel like that helps with writing your captions or writing your sales page or like what you're going to come up with, with like what you're going to teach in your next masterclass and all of that. And also like just building that relationship, like this person could work with you or they could recommend a friend to you because they remembered that you took those three hours. So yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Actually, I just remember now, she actually asked, you know, if I wanted some, some money for the calls. Oh, wow. Because it was three hours. That's nice. Yeah. (laughs) Because of my, me talking so much that, you know, I'm going to reduce the time, but in coaching, it's quite different. I've got to, to be on the other side, you know, they have to talk much more. So that's quite good as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't speak so much. You just ask questions and get in on stuff and then they do the work really. That's where it starts. It's yeah. Well, you know, yeah. Is there anything yeah. that you wish you knew from like the first day of transitioning from being a stylist to now being a coach? Things take so much longer than planned. You know, you think... You, you know, by now, I assume my website will be all sorted. It's not. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you, you just have to accept it, that it's going to take longer. But as long as you enjoy the process, that's all it yeah. matters, really. You've got to enjoy all those actions. And I don't love everything, for example, about social media. You're the queen of real. You know, <laughs> I'm still... Someone like, told me that yesterday, thank too. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's good, you know. <laughs> um, but because I've been off social media for last weeks, for yeah, pretty much, mm-hmm. you know, just checking a few things, I've just been like, let's chill and relax, you know, and rest. Um, yeah, so I need to learn all those things. You know, there's so much to learn. They don't tell you that when you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. They, it's a like lot. you a just lot. want to coach. But yeah. there's the marketing side that's huge. Uh, the selling side of this curriculum, which is really the selling side for mm-hmm. us coaches, isn't it? That's what I enjoy. So, so it's fine. But yeah, the marketing side, I'm not all cleared up yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm getting better, I would say, but there's so much to do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard um, yeah, to, to take the time to learn because you just feel a bit guilty to spend like an hour, two hours on a masterclass learning something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you feel the same way, but yeah, I'm, I'm way more intentional with master classes now. Like yeah. in April, 2020, it was when I started doing all my learning for my business and I was signing up for everything. <laughs> and, uh, now I'm way more intentional. I'm like, Oh, there's another master class. I'm not going to do that one because I'm going to yeah. focus on it's what I'm, yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. And there's so many different, like for me, at least when there's all these different dialogues, even like if I use social media too much and there's like all these different dialogues of like what everyone else is doing, what everyone else says you should do for your business, I get really confused <laughs> and overwhelmed. So I try yeah. to, um, yeah, it's again, isn't it? Trying to... Yeah. So I try to really back, like create it? more than I consume. So like, Instead of sitting down and learning a new, like signing up for a new course, I'm like, all right, what do I know already that my clients don't know? Like, what can I create? What can I uh, share with the world that I already know right now? (laughs) You've got people, I see that in in the academy, they're like, oh, I've got, I spent so many thousands on courses 
and you know I need to stop because yeah they're, they're getting so overwhelmed with it mm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like for me, for example. So I'm trained with the Click Academy style of doing things. The NLP, I'm doing it now, and then after that, yeah, there's the ICF. Um, but you know, you could be overwhelmed by thinking, "Oh, I haven't done the ICF." But you know, it's just like, well, okay, let's give you, you know, let's give myself so many months for this, so many months for that, and that's mm-hmm. in the background. I think like the learning that you will do, you know naturally through reading or listening to podcasts or coaches or whatever mm-hmm. it's like the bit you know the kind of school that you need to do but yeah it's so much more if you wanted to but you, you you've got to restraint restraint restrict yourself a bit yeah restrict I, or restrain. I too much and yeah. I'm like ending up like you say procrastinating because mm-hmm. I feel like oh, a mountain on top of my shoulders you know and it's too much <laughs> yeah yeah. I think it's also important to think about like what you did accomplish because there's always like the to-do list never ends. Yeah. So um, every Friday, actually, I'll sit and I'll journal about like what I did do and what I did accomplish for the week because I have such a bad habit of just yeah. like, what's next? What's next? What's next? <laughs> and um, yeah. then I like sometimes like in the past, I would feel bad because like I didn't finish a certain thing. So I think it's really important to reflect on what you have accomplished so that you can celebrate yourself and realize that you are moving forward, even though it seems slow and even though it seems like the journey ahead of you is so long. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, actually, there's one thing I've started doing not that long ago, like maybe a few, few months ago, is to, I don't do it daily. I would be lying if I said, Um, (laughs) but I try to write my win not just on the Friday, I like the Friday mood, I feel the same as you probably are, you know, celebrates, but I try to write win of the day, so it could be something really simple, you know, like create a, uh, change something on my, you know, like my pop-up or whatever, something that I felt like positive about myself that day or help someone or whatever, you know, and it's, it's quite good to do because it feels like, well, you know, if you finish your day, you close your diary and then boom, you've got this, you know, you end on a positive note, even if some days yeah. are not all rosy, rosy, at least you've got that positive side. Mm-hmm. So, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I know that you have this seven step like mindset process. Do you want to share a little bit about that here? Yeah, so I created okay. this guide um, really at the beginning of, when I became a coach, you know, to help people to, to do with um, the feeling unstuck because you're never really stuck. You're, we're always, I suppose, at the right place for our life or, you know, for the journey we've got to experience. And the I love that. Learn. So the first step really is to get clarity on what you want. And, you know, when people say, say that to me back like a year or two ago, I'll be like, well, if I knew what I wanted, you know, <laughs> I feel better about myself, you know, I know what to do. But you don't, you just need to take those tiny steps. And it's it's going back almost sometimes to your childhood dreams, to to what you really want, you know, in life, you know. And, and the problem we have is, uh, well, personally, that's the problem I had, is I think too much about my family, my children, 
but what Claire wants, what the little Claire of like 25 years ago wants, you know, all those things, you just have to try to refocus on what you feel like you're meant to be doing. And it's, it's art, but it's, it, it's like if you, if you say you want a car, you, you know, I work quite a lot of my program is based on the law of attraction. So it's, it's based on the universe and so on. And the basic principle of the law of attraction, which you probably know, is, you know, it's to reshaping our reality, you know, what we think, what we feel. So it's to really, if you say, for example, you want to be clear, but you just say, I want to be rich or I want a car. Well, that's not enough. You know, if, if you don't say what you want in that car or the color or the spec mm. or mm-hmm. the year, you know, you're the universe is going to give you like a 25 years old car, you know, yeah. the car. <laughs> yeah, or, or a a broken car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's a car. <laughs> or maybe like a toy car for a kid. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That would be even worse. Well, I think you'd have a lot of that one. The other one, I think you'd be really grumpy, but well, it's the same for everything. You know, it could be the same with, you know, you want to find love, but really, mm you're going to get the wrong type of love or anything you want money but how much you know you could receive a few hundred pounds well that's not enough for your big dreams you know so mm-hmm. yeah it's getting clear really um and then from there the second step I suppose is to start thinking about beliefs you know because obviously if you don't know um what belief that keeps you stuck you're going to be staying in the same position for a long time so mm-hmm you need to start thinking um, what beliefs are stopping me to get to my dreams or to start a business and or to become a great coach or whatever. You know, for example, uh, this belief, like I said earlier, of, oh, you need to have a degree in psychology to become a good coach and, and so on. So for years, I, didn't, I, I just put it away because I didn't believe strongly enough in myself that I could do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a big block. So if you start acknowledging, you know, your mindset blocks or blocks, they're all, you know, in your head anyway. So it's a mindset <laughs> block. Um, you know, you need to learn what they are. And then you need to start transform, transforming them, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so the, that work is the biggest work. And it's in my program. I think I spent three sessions fully on that. And it's just we go through, you know, the, the inner child work of beliefs mm. that people will not know because if you think about beliefs it's a bit like you know you obviously you've got the conscious beliefs and then you've got subconscious beliefs but it's like a nice bear so the conscious ones you know they're at the top you see the them tip. the other <laughs> one oh they're all on that surface you don't see them yeah now we know what the the iceberg did to the titanic mm. mm-hmm. it's dangerous isn't it so if you don't know what those beliefs are you cannot change them, you cannot transform them to, mm-hmm. you know, to bring some new beliefs. Um, so, yeah, you've got to do all that kind of work, which is, you know, based on childhood, really. Mm-hmm. From not to seven, we make all those beliefs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you've got to dig deep and spend a lot of time, you know, looking into that. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, it's not easy, but as, at the same time, it's like when you transform them, it's like breaking chains, you kind of break free. And, it, you know, yeah. more chains you break, more um, positivity in your life is going to happen. Might not be straight away, but you're going to be, you know, if you break a belief of not being confident, then if suddenly you are starting to become confident, 
all the things that were based on that, you know, on the physical aspect, on, on your relationship, on not being confident to talk at work, you know, in front of a group. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the ripple effect of coaching, which you probably know, is huge, actually. It's not it's, yeah. just... You know, it's not just one small aspect. You know, we might be dealing, you know, you might be dealing with healing for yourself and me for mindset and the styling. It's specific areas, but actually, it's a big area because, mm-hmm. you know, I've got a client that, you know, stood up for herself at work and changed, you know, a lot of things within our work and our life. So it's little thing that you're acknowledging for her to well for her to actually acknowledge not for me you know we're doing the work together but she's the one really acknowledging what's keeping us stuck mm-hmm. and then when she did then the effect is you know well having different um, people in her team changing team instead of actually completely quitting like she originally had an off big crisis and you know so yeah it's really transforming those beliefs isn't it Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes that feels really slow, but um, for me, I've been working on my beliefs since 2013. Yeah. And in the process, like it felt really slow. But when I look back to that was eight years ago, I was, a, I feel like I was a completely different person. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and you feel like you change, don't you? You just feel mm-hmm. like every year, even if you haven't achieved quite as much as you want or you, yeah. know, you, don't, you don't have the total dream life yet you still think as a person I grew so much and that's yeah that's what you are meant to be isn't it growing yeah. every, every year if you stay static then might as well die <laughs> yeah Sorry, as long as you work on beliefs I feel like that's like the one thing that as long as you do that you're gonna have growth yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so first so we the, have clarity and then we have yeah. beliefs. What's the third yeah. step? So so no, so the so clarity, then you've got um, identifying which beliefs keep you stuck, then you transform okay. your beliefs. Okay. And then you know, um, get some new ones that are boring. <laughs> and then um I can never say that word properly, unpowering. Anyway, and then the fourth Un- unprogramming? Unpowering, you know, something that's making you powerful again. Some some beliefs oh, that are uh, unempowering. Okay, gotcha. Unpowering. Unempowering. <laughs> and then so um so yeah, transform your beliefs. That's the first step. And then fourth step is transform your energy because obviously again the law of attraction is based on the energy, mm-hmm. and we're just purely energy. I don't know if you know Jody Spanza. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love him. He says um, uh, he says something like um, break the habit of being yourself. Yeah, I, that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got the book. I'm reading it now, and and you know, at, at the beginning, it's it shows what we learn about atoms, mm-hmm. you know, at school and stuff, and what it really is is just vibration particles. There's yeah. nothing static. It's not really any any um, what do you call it? Matter. Yeah. Yeah. It's mostly empty. Any matter. It's yeah. It's we're just made of nothing. <laughs> it's really bizarre. Yeah, that's crazy. It's, it's crazy, bizarre, and beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So it's ba- so basically it's trans- transforming your energy because you probably notice it yourself. You know, if you're having a bad day, everything seems to escalate in a in a negative direction. But mm-hmm. to the contrary, you know, if everything goes well, everything seems to go well for the rest of the day. 
or you mm -hmm. see that with people, you know, you just think, well, they seem to have it all, but it's because they are in that kind of momentum and they keep going with that positive, you know, frequency. And mm -hmm. so as we are, we're attracting what we vibrationally matching with or to, I don't know what the correct word is, you know, that's the what the work to do really. So I do like sessions on EFT. I'm sure you probably. Oh, I love EFT. EFT. Yeah. I definitely. actually got certified in that a few months ago. Ah, so for <laughs> me, it's part of the course. I'm not, I've not done an extra course on it. It's one session on, of EFT nice. and the concept and explaining and doing it together for what specifically they need. Um, but also you can do, you know, to raise energy, you can just do like some work like around meditation, journaling, which I'm sure, mm -hmm. you know, most people I love journaling. start doing, um, forgiveness and some NLP techniques as well that we use. Um, mm -hmm. then after transforming your energy, uh, it's about in taking inspired actions, you know, because if you take action that are, um, not giving you you know great vibe you're not gonna want to really do it you're gonna procrastinate so your frequency mm -hmm. is gonna go down again so it's really trying to find you know the universe is helping you but you also need to get you know with some you need to get a plan together with some great inspired actions to mm -hmm. make you feel unstuck and then after that um trying to think uh well, the part that I love is surrender and let go, I suppose. And it's it's really, yeah, trust. You know, that's what I did last, last December. It's actually, okay, I'm going to trust something great's going to happen. I'm going to find <laughs> out what I'm meant to be doing. And that's what I did. Yeah. And just literally just let go. And it's hard. Mm -hmm. And I've just done that in the last two weeks with my holiday. I was like, well, I'm not really well. And I'm getting a bit agitated that I'm not passing my right messaging to people and I, I was mm -hmm. you know feeling a bit unhappy about the messages I was giving uh, after that girl said to me well you're not really doing so much on the signing blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. and I was like oh so I was like right let's step back you know let's trust that some yeah. great combination of things are going to happen and I feel so refreshed and focused now I'm ready for it so mm -hmm. yeah it's energy work is so important isn't it yeah, it really is. Yeah. And even in trusting, it's like such an such a part of your energy too. And it's, yeah. there's something so spiritual and like not resisting what is in the present moment. Yeah. So, so and then the last step is obviously to get the support, you know, that you need because it's hard, it's really hard to do it on your own, isn't it? It's yeah. like, you know, if I think about it for anything, you know, you, you, you learn through others. So whether you're paying or not paying, but you learn yeah. from them. So yeah, it's, it's this, the last step is to accept that you need some help. And for many years, I was like, no. And I think this thing about not investing yourself, it's kind of almost you don't trust yourself enough to invest, you know, that mm -hmm. you're going to be successful. It's, it's like taking that big step. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was doing this coaching, you know, signing up to this coaching course and I was like, so much money, you know, uh, do I do it? Do I not? And and it's coming down really when you don't want to invest in something, it's almost like you're blocking your chances and it's like you're yeah. almost giving up on yourself and on your yeah. dreams. It's like an athlete, you know, when you think about it, you don't, uh, you, you don't see an athlete really without a coach. Yeah. They're, they're, 
to be, you know, they're, they're, they're there to be cheering them on, they're there to be pushing them and making them mm -hmm. do the work. Mm -hmm. It's the same for, you know, when my mom used to go to Weight Watchers, you know, <laughs> back in the day. If, you know, she would be doing her best because she knew she, would go, she was going to go on the scale. Yeah, so, and she knew someone would be checking in on her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's the same you know it's the same process obviously it's cheaper to go on weight watchers than having a, a coach for an athlete but mm -hmm. it's the same process it, by being part of a group by being part of being cheered on and supported you do mm -hmm. the work you know if yeah. you pay for something you do the work mm -hmm. I've noticed that when I um, you know if you do something for free at the beginning of the styling for example I was doing a lot of free consultation and stuff to get you know practice on and stuff and yeah. i was like actually they don't really follow some of them lots of them did follow but some of them didn't follow the styling advice or the colors now that like, they're still wearing black when they <laughs> why you know and and it's because and at the training they did tell us you know back in when i did it they did say to me they were to all of us they said well when somebody is not um paying for anything they don't take it seriously so they don't commit yeah. so much mm -hmm. so then i started to ask my friends for a small amounts because i was like well it's my time bear in mind i was working full time then with two young children and i was thinking well actually no i'm gonna charge you know my wealth and so by charging a little bit you know you mm -hmm. start noticing that people pay attention more mm -hmm. so yeah that's that's it in a nutshell, the seven steps. I love what you said too at the end about that people take things seriously when they pay for it. I think there's something, even in my own experience, there's something that like shifts in my brain if I'm paying someone. I feel like I would have had as much growth as I've had in this since April 2020 if I didn't invest in myself. Yeah. yeah. If I'm surrounding myself with women who are more successful than me, I'm going to be as successful as them one day because... I, I have access to them. I have access to their ideas and it's just such a, like, it's always a supportive space Yeah. when you're and in you a group. And you see that it's possible for them. So you think, well, why not Exactly. Me? Exactly. Yeah, you see, yeah. that's how I see it too. I'm like, okay, here are all these women who are making X, Y, and Z amount of money and they're not working 40 hours or they're not like overworking themselves so I can do it too yeah <laughs> it's proof so now we have the state where we're working 40 hours but one day we'll be like that yeah great system in place and well you might be there already but I'm not um yeah I'm working so, on it I'm not perfect yeah. yet but I'm definitely working on it my coaches are helping me a lot <laughs> yeah. something I really like to ask in the podcast I think I've asked it to all my guests already is uh, you can't answer this question with my phone, but what is one tool that's either a physical item or a practice or something that's not physical? What's one tool that you will always use no matter what you're working on in your business? For me, it's mindset. <laughs> because, and I mean, that sounds obvious. I thought you would say that. <laughs> yeah. No, because obviously, you know, I think I read somewhere it's, business is 80% mindset 20% strategy yeah and it's so true because you could have all the tools all the coaches in the world if you mm -hmm. feel crap or if you don't feel confident or I don't know what you feel like you know you're not gonna do it it's not gonna yeah. happen so 
like for example that you know a month ago i was like thinking oh am I, is my program good enough now with these 12 week things i feel it's great but it, you know does it combine the two things properly and so on and i think it does but mm-hmm. i think my message needs to be a bit tweaked tweaked sorry mm-hmm. not tweaked, that doesn't even exist <laughs> but i think that's what it is you know my message needs to be tweaked mm-hmm. um yeah because you i find that you know every level in life you're gonna even when you know you hear that people that becomes millionaire suddenly there's another um, milestone that they need to achieve you know oh yeah and so you always constantly have to work on your mindset on your mm-hmm. on how you're gonna reach that or in an happy way because there's no point mm-hmm. you know wanting to earn to earn 10 millions if you're not gonna be happy or if you're gonna work every hour of the day for me that would not make me happy. Um, yeah. Life is for living. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But, yeah, so everybody's got different version of success, but I think that's the main tool is to really, you know, when you have a little block one day, okay, why have I got that little block? You know, what do I need to focus to move the needle? What do people want to hear? You know, or, mm-hmm. okay, today I don't considering free videos. I'm not going to do them. Um, I'm just going to do something else. You know, it's trying to always find something that's inspiring to do isn't it and that's yeah. aligned for that day because some days I try to do like um, batch my videos I try to do normally a Monday video um, and the first one is a bit like croaky you know and then after I'm like I'm just so excited I could do like 10 videos do you find that it's like the 10 video is like you know, with the best buddies in the pub or something, you know, <laughs> the glass of wine, you know, <laughs> talking with myself. <laughs> it's just, you know, silly, but yeah. <laughs> and and what is some advice that you would give to your 18-year-old self? Wow, that's really personal to me, I think. <laughs> and I, I, to listen to my needs. I try to mm-hmm. be a people pleaser. And, mm-hmm. you know, I dreams of becoming a pilot dreams of becoming a tour guide and I've not done that I love traveling so I still, I've done lots of traveling but uh, you know I was always saying to myself oh I'm gonna learn how to fly I'm gonna you know and I haven't done it because I don't know I push myself with the kids you know I just think more about them than me sometimes mm. so it's almost like when you're 18 just remember even when you're 30 or more you know stick to your plan girl <laughs> that's the kind of yeah. thing to, to try to to not forget about yourself so much you just you know you I, you know I think maybe it's more when you become a mum, but you tend to just yeah forget yourself or put yourself in the mm-hmm. back burner when actually you're the most important person in your life you know mm-hmm. as such people may disagree but if you're not fit, if you're not well, if you're not in good health, if you're not happy, then yeah. you're not going to make your children or your husband happy and whatever. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's something I've realized not long ago, actually, that that I'm not always good at that. Yeah, I can totally relate. I definitely have a past of people pleasing. Yeah, uh, for me, it's because I came from a family where my parents were very strict. There were harsh roles. <laughs> there were no boyfriends allowed, no TV on school, no, like so many rules. <laughs> and, and, and maybe that's what it is. 
Yeah, I, don't know I think that's where it came from. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have to be good. Yeah. That's for <laughs> be a good girl. <laughs> also society too, I think. I think there's like this dialogue around like being a good girl. Maybe not now, but like at least when I was growing up in the 90s, there was a lot of like good girl stuff. But yeah, yeah that's a whole nother story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, where can listeners find you online and learn more about you? So really where I'm active, it's in my Facebook group, um, Love to Style Your Life. Um, okay. Obviously, I've got lovetostyle.com, which girls will be ready soon, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but they can find me there if they need to reach for, for me. Um, and I'm also on Instagram under Love to Style UK. I'm sure you're going to give people details because that's going to bore them to to this to write it um but yeah I try oh, I'll to put do, it in the show notes <laughs> yeah I try to do monthly master class usually towards the end of the month um but I also want to do a color style kind of confidence wrap-up thing you know like mm-hmm. a, maybe four or five days mm-hmm. and again I haven't put that to the world you're the first to know so Ooh. yeah I'm not sure when I'm not exclusive sure exclusive when... content everyone yeah <laughs> But it depends when the, when this is going to be live. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, um, but yeah, I'm not sure if, it, if it's going to be September or October. So okay. I'll let you know. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Ah, oh, this has been such a lovely conversation. Yeah. I could talk oh, to you definitely. for hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can catch up you know, anytime. Yeah. I'd love definitely. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our journey. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast and yeah I look forward to continuing to chat with you maybe we'll even record another episode in the future who knows yeah that would be good <laughs> yeah. yeah we could do anything something as specific as you want mm-hmm. yeah or master class together or whatever oh that would be fun yeah Thank you for tuning into this episode of Openly Spoken. I hope that this conversation helped you realize that you are not alone in the new transition or new chapter that you're taking with your business, whether it's new or whether you're still launching. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a review to support the podcast. You can also follow us over at Openly Spoken on Instagram. You can also follow me on Instagram at Self Express Babe. Thank you so much again for tuning in and I will see you next week.